What's up, guys? Welcome back to the KC Squared Sports Podcast. It's, it's on, on the, the air. air. My name's Keaton. I'm Carson. And I'm also Carson. We got a loaded podcast episode for you guys today. You got a treat going here. We haven't made a podcast in two or three eons. Oh, two, it's actually eons. eons. Well, let's just go Carson eons. Plug let's just go Carson eons. Plug your, it's been your podcast that you made with Ben. We counts. made a spinoff episode. Spin-off. Just me and Ben, because these two are too hard at work to join me, apparently. <laughs> but this is our first actual podcast in episode in about a month. In about a month. Life happens, things get in the way. We All should right, be yeah. back more regular scheduled program episodes. I can't promise anything, but theoretically, yes, we should be back more regular episodes. Um, we got a lot of sports to talk about, so we'll have plenty of content to give you guys in the future. All right, so we obviously haven't been here in a minute, and since that's happened, our high school football season has unfortunately ended. Brantley football played well this year. They had significant improvement over past years, which is great to see. Triple option really ripped it up out there. Yeah, if, yeah, for sure. Anthony Williams, Travis Lesko, Noah Hudak, obviously doing great things. However, not enough near the end. Came just short of the playoffs, and so at least the playoffs. Year. They were in sight the entire season up until the end. We just barely missed them, but it's it's a good season when you're at least hoping for the playoffs at the end. Now we're in, we're in a tough division. I think if we were in maybe a worse division, we would have been in. But you know. Maybe a few more games against Lyman maybe could have helped. Who knows? It happened. Thinking it about happened. how we barely beat Lyman. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to college football. Uh, obviously, the marquee matchup between LSU and Alabama, an intense game. <clears throat> Carson, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so definitely going into the game, it was kind of this was definitely going to be a big moment for not only these two teams, but also for the SEC and on even a larger portion. It really does like the entire nation feels the shockwaves of whatever outcome this game has because you have an LSU team who is tied year after year thought had aspirations to be at Alabama and just fallen short every single time. Eight years, I think it was. Eight years, yeah. Eight years. Since Les Miles, that's been how long it's been. And then Alabama obviously coming in. They know that they're good. We know that they're good. And so, and obviously Tua Tagovailoa making a good Heisman bid. However, on the note of Heisman, Joe Burrow was the one that stood out in this game. Probably launched himself to be the front runner for the Heisman Trophy as it stands, and now LSU is atop the country. Yeah, uh, two little fun things. Uh, Ed Ogeron post game said that uh, <laughs> this is now LSU's house, so apparently Alabama Stadium is now home to LSU. And second thing is, some fans walked up to the Alabama commits and said, "You guys sure you want still want to go here?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are two little fun things that happened. But it was, uh, it LSU was... takes over the driver's seat. Yeah, it was Florida. a really good game. Uh, I thought Alabama was in it for a while, but you could really tell LSU. LSU just wanted to win more. You know, Alabama on offense, obviously, they have Tua, they have Jerry, Judy, but Tua and Judy can't play defense, folks. Um, that was really where Alabama fell short. LSU, Joe Burrow was throwing all over the place. They just couldn't handle They just couldn't handle that LSU offense, baby. Yeah, I mean, definitely LSU had a big lead early. And then you could definitely see that Alabama, they definitely found their rhythm in the second half, started to get things back under control and almost find their way back into the lead. Too little too late. Yeah, too little too late. That's a good way to put it. They had almost a perfect onside kick. Yeah, it just they just didn't come down with it, so they definitely that would have yeah that would have changed, changed that would have changed the game. game. They could have had a chance to go win it, not even tie. So it was it was close till the end. Uh, once it close to halftime, those uh, honestly it was just kind of Alabama mistakes like a fumble. Yeah, two was running with no one around him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, throwing an interception fourteen before seconds before halftime, so LSU got the big lead. Mm-hmm. Alabama just looked beatable, and with those mistakes, they didn't. Look, you can't you they, can't beat the top teams they in the didn't country. Look like, yeah. They didn't look like Alabama. You can't you, you just, can't fumble when, you when of, no one's around of, you and beat the When you think of Alabama the football, country. the way they played, you just that's just not that's just not what comes to mind. It was crazy. It was yeah. different. 
It was different. All right, now the other big game of the day, Minnesota, Penn State, Carson. Give us the breakdown. The Golden Gophers. Are, the Golden Gophers, baby. Are a real team. I was going to make a gopher noise, but I don't know what noise they make. I don't, uh, I don't think that's, I don't I don't think think that's, that's it. I think it's I, more like, I I think it's more like we beat Penn State. <laughs> 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 they uh, catapulted up in the rankings after that. They, the score was close. It was 31-26. The game was not that close. It was, mean, yeah. it was domination by Minnesota for the first half. Penn State comes back at the end, and they actually have the ball almost at the end zone to try and put it in. They don't get it. Without that slip-up at the end, though, Minnesota should have put this game away a lot earlier. It looked more dominating than the score shows. Yeah, for sure. Just for sure. Minnesota State. is a real team that Ohio State might have to worry about down the road in the title game. Penn State Penn State was in the uh, top four. They were in the playoff there for about ten minutes, and then they played Minnesota, and they got knocked right back out. Yeah, yeah the game definitely It very much so felt like the crowd was an active player in the game. You could definitely feel that those Minnesota fans have been yearning for this type of success probably since they've been born. Even the more elderly fans probably still haven't really ever seen this type of Minnesota team. And so you could definitely feel the crowd getting going every single time Minnesota got even a little bit of momentum. For sure. So it'll be interesting to see how they play Ohio State at a neutral site game where they don't have that entire crowd behind them. Minnesota, when you think... And Ohio uh, State travels well. When you think yeah, of the yeah. state, Minnesota, you don't necessarily think of uh, you know ecstatic nah, fans, yeah. you know. Uh, but was, they uh, labeled the biggest game in their ten-year history of their new stadium. I would, so. <laughs> I would absolutely yeah. believe that. Yeah, easily. Big win for Minnesota. Uh, moving on to the overall uh, college football rankings. Uh, what do we think of the college football rankings, Carson? Uh, the first thing that jumped out to me was that Alabama only dropped to five from three. I thought they might. I thought they might have been under or, or they might have been dropped below Oregon. But obviously, the committee values Alabama's loss to LSU more than it values Oregon's loss to Auburn. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the decision. I just think with with Oregon at six and Utah at seven, I don't think Alabama has any games that they can build their way back up. I think they need people to mess up so that they can't get in. I would. Yeah, I would agree. I've seen on a lot of social media, there's been this discussion between Alabama and Georgia on who should be that four seed. I don't feel like that's really the, the point people should be making because, I mean, Georgia has two top, has one top win, top 10 win, and also another uh, with Notre Dame, which is a, not an gr- amazing win, but it's a solid win. And then also only one overtime loss to South Carolina compared to a loss at um, LSU, which obviously that loss to LSU is bigger, better for Bama. However, Alabama's strength of schedule, win-wise, doesn't really add up enough for them to be above Georgia. Yeah, I think I think Alabama also kind of has the luxury of being Alabama. And if you're, you know, the AP poll, you can't rank Alabama outside the top five. It's just not going to happen. You know, it's it's Alabama. You know, yeah. Um, so they kind of have that advantage for them. It's this thing we have every year where it's a matter of do we want the four most qualified teams or do we want the four best teams? And in my opinion. I think there very well could be probably five of the or three of the top five, maybe even of the top four teams in the nation are all from the SEC. I feel like LSU is probably the best team in the nation, if not Ohio State. And I feel like you can definitely make a case that Georgia and Alabama both are better than Clemson, especially when you compare it to Clemson's early season almost defeat. I was really surprised to see Clemson so far up the board because I think they're definitely Georgia is definitely better than Clemson so. if you get in that murky area where you have Clemson who's a good team but they play in the worst the worst yeah. power five conference in college football and then you have a stacked SEC that's been that way for years now where there's just at least three of the top like five you can make an argument for three of the top five teams to be from the SEC 
And this also kind of where you get into the discussion of in the relative near future, maybe like five, ten years, if they will start to think about expanding the playoff because of certain things like that. Yeah, it definitely the expansion. I feel like I feel like something's got to happen because I think the the system we have now it makes sense in terms of getting more people in it compared to the BCS system where there's only two because I feel like there's only a very few years where there's genuinely only two teams that really are at that tier. However, I think the way they choose teams now because they've gone away from the computer based, so now it's a whole lot more just. I don't want to say biased, but it is kind of biased, especially when you have, like when you have a Florida's AD, for example, like they're going to want to put someone in there over, say, if Florida State's good or if Georgia's good. And so if I feel like we need to just find a happy medium where you can not only use the computer-based system that like works time and time again, but you can also include more teams. Yeah, and like it's it's that tough area where you don't want to punish a team for playing in a bad conference, but you want to put the best teams in the playoff. So it's just that murky area where teams are getting left out in the current system. So it's almost a six or an eight team playoff might come down in the future, and that might be the sort of happy medium that we fall onto. But for right now, there's definitely problems with this system, like there was with the BCS and the systems before that. Why not? Why not make it a sixteen team playoff like the NHL? You know, just go all the way. Sixteen, like, because then I, I mean, I love football, and any more football that we can possibly get is a win, in my opinion. However, when you get to sixteen teams, you start having teams like, what's a good team? Like, hmm, like Texas Tech. Like Texas Tech can every now and then be like a six, like the sixteenth team in the nation. But do you really feel like they should be? Compa- like competing in the same turn in the same tournament as say Alabama or LSU, I just don't feel like. I feel like if you get eight, I think that's kind of a nice number. I don't feel like you should have a group of five team be guaranteed because a lot of years like this year, they, there's none that really stand out. But if you have it at eight, you still have room for teams like UCF to get in there. They just have to obviously work for it. Yeah, it's just. I mean, sixteen teams is good, but right, we've also moved into an era of college football where there tends to be four elite teams and then. The rest of the competition is fairly even, but you still have these like elite teams that are far above what a 16th ranked team would be at. Yeah. So I'm kind of with Carson on that's not really the same level of competition. Yeah, and going back to your point about Clemson, it's definitely hard because like no one out, no one is really saying to themselves right now, I would pick Clemson over beating Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, maybe even Minnesota after their big win against Penn State. But there's no real way to say this is why you're not in the playoff. Exactly. Unless you want to point to the North Carolina game, which, I mean, really, I don't, I don't think that's enough to keep a team out. I mean, they still want a game. But it's just hard. It's a very difficult it's just situation. It's within the system that yeah, we're in now. Because you, like, you can't diss the entire ACC like that. Like, right. The committee's not going to do that. It's not realistic. But it's right. still hard because you, I think there's a lot of teams that may end up more qualified than basically, basically just finding a way to include every conference. Yeah, in the playoffs. That's, and that's why a 16 that's playoff yeah. or 18 right. playoff might be moved to in the future. I agree. For sure. For sure. All right, so that was a long uh, CFB <laughs> section. But uh, some college football. there was some fun in the NFL this week, too. Some fun in oh, the NFL. Fun. Was uh, there was some there fun. Was some there fun. Was some we'll fun. get to Carson in a second. Carson okay. has okay. a lot to talk about. Carson, Carson has, has a lot, lot to, to say. About. But first, let's maybe cover the undefeated Niners going down to the Seahawks. That's a big game. That was a, that was a good game. It was an intense game. It was really... Unlike Minnesota-Penn State, like we were talking about before, where it looked like Minnesota was kind of the better team all the way through, I really couldn't see a better team um, between Seahawks and 49ers. I thought the 49ers defense played really well. I thought the 49ers defense played really well. I thought the Seahawks offense played really well. Um, The main weakness throughout the game was the 49ers 
offense. Obviously, they were missing George Kittle. They were missing Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders went out midway. Um, and so that definitely didn't help, and it ended up showing um, as they fell to the Seahawks. Yeah. All right, Carson, take it away. So, as you all have seen, the my Tennessee Titans had a little bout with the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, <coughs> uh, play the Patriots in the AFC Championship Glass game, Patrick Mahomes reigning league MVP. However, this man by that goes by the name of Ryan Tannehill led the Titans to a victory against the Kansas City Chiefs. Guys, we may never lose again. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a possibility. Because I don't think... The, the only big teams we have left on the schedule, we have a game against the Saints, and we got two games against the Texans. That's week, uh, six, that's week 15 and week 17. The final game of the season, and then third to last game of the season. But besides that, if Ryan, T- Ryan Tannehill, since he's come back, has been competent. And that's really all the Titans need, because we have a top three defense in the league. I think we're, pr- we're, we're on the same tier as, say, the 49ers or the Patriots in terms of defense. Derrick Henry is a top 10 running back in the league. He can get, say, 100 yards a game easily. And as long as you can just have Ryan Tannehill be back there, be competent, make the throws he needs to make, and manage the game, I think we can beat all the teams that are below us, and I think we can have a chance to beat some of the teams that are, as, as of now, above us. What do you What do you do with Marcus Mariota then, Carson? Do you trade him? Do you keep him as a backup? If, do you think he'd want to play backup? I don't. I don't. I think Mariota's going to get a start somewhere else. Whether it be trade or we release him at some point, I don't know. I mean, that just kind of comes down to who's interested. If you have a team like, say, the Panthers, I guess, if they want to The move, Panthers, the uh, Steelers also? Yeah, Steelers for sure. In. Maybe if just a team like Kansas City, for example, if they want to back up for Mahomes, Mariota and Mahomes have the same, not the exact same skill set, obviously, because Patrick Mahomes is the league MVP and Mariota is the backup on the Tennessee Titans, but you, they can still be used in similar sets. So the transition from one to the other, if my homes does come, come out for an injury, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. And different what? players shine in different places. So maybe he gets traded or released and goes somewhere else and actually plays better than he's been his on and off yeah. kind of guy as he has been in his past years. I mean, we saw, um, I saw a video on Twitter, Marcus Mariota taking reps at wide receiver during practice. Oh. Do you think there's a possibility of that, of that <laughs> happening? I mean... It'd be funny, I guess. It'd be interesting. It's kind of like how the Baltimore is using RG3 and how the Jets wanted to use Tim Debo for like a day when he was going to play tight end. But um, I don't think that's a like, long-term solution for Mariota. I, th- I don't really... My thing with Mariota, it may be just me loving Mariota too much for my own good, but I really don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. I think a lot of the early season this year, the reasons he was not as successful as he would have liked to be was because... Arthur Smith, the Titans' offensive coordinator, was really just misutilizing him in a lot of ways and putting him in situations that no one thinks he would be successful at, so it's not surprising when he isn't. Speaking of uh, <clears throat> speaking of RG3, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have another quarterback on their roster. You might know him. His name is Lamar Jackson. Um, for me, Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP right now, in my opinion. Um, who do you guys think is your NFL MVP right now? I'm going to have to agree with you if we're talking about MVP from what preseason hype was about. Because everyone was calling Lamar Jackson a running back and not a quarterback. And the amount of passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns he has combined, like that, just the way that he's shown the doubters, like what he's about, he, if you're going from like preseason hype to what he's performing at, I don't think anyone's had a bigger like disparity. For sure, for sure. Carson? 
I think if you're the league MVP, the most valuable player in the league, I don't know if there's any player on any team that is more valuable to their team than Lamar Jackson. I mean, everything on that Baltimore offense goes through Lamar one way or another, and so I think you do have to Well, I think Russell Wilson is probably outplaying Lamar by a little bit, and he's obviously probably the better quarterback, but I think this year specifically, I think Lamar Jackson is probably the league MVP. Right. I mean, I, what you said with is one hundred. What you said was one hundred percent correct. Without Lamar Jackson, the, the Ravens, Ravens offense team. No, they're, they're not. They they're not. their O line is like mediocre. Um, their wide receivers they have Hollywood Brown. That's kind of it. I can't even name another wide receiver on their team. Um, they have Mark Andrews at tight end. He's big, but I mean, without a quarterback, tight end isn't that important. Um, so he he's really. I'm not sure. There's many other teams in the league that the revolves around the quarterback as much as the Ravens offense does. All right, so we uh, we came up with a segment here. It has probably the most creative name you've ever heard, which is uh, Golden State, more like Golden Bad. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 you, you want to take this one? All right, well, this is um, the basketball gods, as they say, coming to get their dues. Uh, the Golden State Warriors obviously have been dominating the past four, five, five years. Five, four, five, 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 five six. Five, six there. years. Um, and, well, the best ball God said it's time for someone else to dominate. Um, the Golden State Warriors, I believe they're like, they have two wins right now, yeah, I'm pretty sure. As, as of now, I believe they're 2-10, and ten, I want to say. Right, right. They're, yeah. so they're, not good. they're not good. That's not great. Worst team, record-wise, worst team in the NBA. Obviously, we know the team isn't that bad as they see. Steph's hand was but injured. Steph, yeah. Steph is Russell injured. Wilson, or Russell Wilson. Uh, Talk about Clay. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo yes, Russell's not in yet. Uh, they don't have Katie, a lot of the key players. Katie left Katie's, in the offseason. Their uh, key players aren't there. The Clay's, again, yes, Clay's out So, on the paper, year. they're not the worst team. They're their starting like center is Will Cauley-Stein. That doesn't help. Yeah. Um, so, just kind of like everything is piling on for the Golden State Warriors and showing them their record. I think once they kind of get everybody back in the next – I mean, Steph is out for three or four months, yeah. right? Um I mean, I, th- I think, as of now, the the Warriors they're not in the worst position. I'd say the worst position team is easily the Charlotte Hornets, but that's another discussion. I think the Warriors they can kind of take this year, have a rebuild, like rest up for next year, get a top five draft pick in the draft, get a good young rookie. That uh, Eric Pascal guy, their rookie this year, he's playing really well. He's coming into kind of a younger but a little bit more athletic Draymond Green which is really something good and something they could use a lot of especially considering Draymond Green's getting a bit older but I think by next year Clay will be up he'll be back Steph will be back they'll have Pascal still there Draymond Green will still be there but probably a little bit regressed considering he's getting older (coughs) but then also they'll likely have another young um young draft pick maybe the uh a guy from Memphis, Wiseman, he's been really good. And so they he's can definitely... He's out the whole year, though. As, yeah, that's, an, that's a very uh, troubling situation, unfortunately. But another discussion. But, yeah, another discussion. But another discussion. And so, yeah, I think I think if right now it's really easy to, like, fall into the, oh, the Warriors are trash, like, it's over for them. And I feel like it's really easy to fall into that mindset when really... I think they're going to be the ones laughing in, say, a year and a half when they're back on relatively good competing. terms. Definitely competing. Maybe, Maybe not competing. dominating I mean, the again, one, but definitely competing. This, the healthy Warriors roster right now with a top five, top ten draft pick is kind of scary. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a true – that's a – Maybe competing for the one seed in the Western Conference. For and sure. they were at a point where their last six games had Clay getting hurt, Steph getting yeah. hurt, 
Katie leaving. So they, they had a rough couple games. They'll be back soon. They're not gone. They'll, they maybe won't be as dominating as Elite, but I don't think they'll be gone. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to get... An, you're, I don't think there's any way... Like, as the league's progressing into this more, every player wants to have their own team type of mindset. I don't think you're ever going to see a team with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green... And yeah, yeah I don't think you're ever going to see a, a, that good of a team ever again. I think that's probably they're definitely there right One with of the last the, super teams. Yeah, probably the last great super team we're going to see for, at least thing. for a while. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Parity is well, a good thing. Right now, we're seeing a bunch of two star NBA leagues, and the amount of talent is spread evenly throughout the league more than we've seen in like the six year domination that we've seen by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the league is in a really good place right now for talent disparity or talent uh widespread talent and for the next couple of years fans can probably just enjoy that and hopefully maybe we take a, take a break from some super teams i agree if i had to make one critique of the nba right now make your scheduling flexible because right now we have the two and ten golden state warriors with like 30 more prime time games left on their schedule <laughs> yeah and we have the zionless pelicans who are also like three and 80 with like another like 30 prime time games on their schedule because of zion it, the NFL is smart enough where they can change it the week of, and the NBA should be able to do the same. I agree with that. Absolutely. So, uh, early season NBA predictions. Let's let's say uh, who who do we think is going to win the uh, NBA championship? I'll say the Clippers from the West. I don't think any. I don't think there's anyone that can stop Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs, especially when you put him with Paul George and that good depthful roster in LA for the Clippers. And then from the Eastern Conference. A little bit, as the season's gone on, they've kind of been more like people are starting to come up on them a little bit. However, I think the Boston Celtics will be in the Easter, the West, the NBA Finals. Because Kemba is exactly what they needed from Kyrie, minus the issues that caused the lack of team chemistry. I really, yeah, I really, I really like the Celtics. I think, like you said, kind of similar to the Clippers. They have a really deep team. Yeah. Um, they're also a team that kind of, I don't know, they have a, like, a marquee star. I mean, obviously... You know, they don't really have, like, a Steph Curry, like, no. that kind of popular player, like a LeBron, like, that kind of yeah. popular player. And I think that's kind of a good thing in the way that they kind of have a very evenly spread. They're solid in every position. Great. All right, so I'll go, uh, just for the sake of a separate argument, I'll go Lakers from okay. the West just because uh, it's, the, the best – I feel like currently the best two teams are in L.A. in the West. You can make an argument about that. But I think the combo of LeBron and then uh, – why am I forgetting his name? AD. AD. The combination of LeBron and AD, I shouldn't forget a name when I'm talking about them being the best team, <coughs> but LeBron and AD I think is going to be a really good combination, and LeBron might start to wane in the coming years, so I feel like this might be one of his last shots to really get into the championship and win, so I feel like they could also make a run for the best team. And then in the East, I'm kind of with you guys on the Celtics. All right, um, so after we talk about the NBA, we're going to go ahead and move on to our boom, boom, pow. Player of the week, Carson. You're the one that said the boom boom pow phrase originally, so you get to start off. Who is your boom boom pow player of the week? My boom boom pow player of the week this week is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Probably could have seen it coming. Didn't have a great game from Just start to finish against Kansas. Oh boy, that's a thousand dollars down the drain. However, He's poor now. Ryan Tannehill. He didn't have a great game from start to finish. But when it counted, had a great touchdown, game-winning touchdown to Adam Humphreys, and just really managed the game and kept Tennessee in the game against Kansas City when they needed to. Carson. Go. I'm going to go Tanner Morgan, Minnesota quarterback. He uh, 
probably single-handedly propelled Minnesota into the college football playoff discussion. discussion. He's thrown for playoff uh, discussion is a key word there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll he's see. already he's already thrown for over two thousand yards. He has an over eighty quarterback rating on the year. He's only thrown four interceptions. He's thrown twenty one touchdowns. He is he, he only incompleted he only I think he was eight he was nineteen out of twenty one in the first half or something yeah. like that. So yeah. he's completing most of his balls. He is uh my MVP for the week. I mean, I listen. I didn't even know who he was before that Penn State game, and then I looked up his stats. Like, oh, this guy's legit. This guy's legit. You know the guy who's legit, Joe Burrow, <laughs> at Louisiana State University. Uh, Joe Burrow, he is—he's everything you want in a college quarterback. He can scramble, but that's not what—that's not the main part of his game. The main part of his game is his arm. He's got a big arm. He can chuck it wherever he wants. Yeah, he can on. get it in any space. Get it anywhere. He's very poised, very focused in the pocket. And when he's outside the pocket, he's just as poised. He's just as focused. He's one of the best, if not the best quarterback in college football right now. And he is definitely a top three draft pick, in my opinion. So that's my boom boom pop of the week is Joe Burrow. Long episode for you guys this week to we're fill making in up for, for the, all that we're missed up content for the month that we uh, took a sabbatical. You better have enjoyed it. Twenty five minutes long. It's not over yet. Do you guys want to just keep talking and get it to thirty minutes? Oh, no. Might get monetized if we might get, get to 30 minutes. Might get monetized. <laughs> we make too we much have, money. We, we don't have enough too much time. Money. The bell's about to ring. We're recording this in class, of course. Oh, that, that. No, we do not. You're right. Game time decision. We're going to end the podcast. Game time decision. We're going to end the podcast. All right, my name's right. Keaton. I'm Carson. I'm Carson. And it's, it's off, off the air. air.